0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton. Well, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know I sure did. And uh, now uh, we look forward to Christmas. And uh, with that in mind, I want to uh, share a message. I believe it's going to take me uh, uh, two sessions to do this. And I'm titling it, Jesus, God with us. Jesus, God with us. And the purpose Of this two-part series is to show you that Jesus is God. He is deity. He's not just a prophet, although he was a prophet. He's not just a good teacher, although he was a good teacher, the best teacher of all time. Uh, He was not just a philosopher or something like that. Uh, He is God. And, you know, I was reading a a survey not long ago, and I was amazed at how many people, I'm talking Christians now, and not just Christians, but Christian leaders, supposed Christian leaders, now listen carefully, that don't believe in the deity of Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus is God. And I'm going to show you before this series is over, uh, by the end of the session next week, that you cannot be saved. You cannot be a Christian unless you believe in the deity of Jesus. I mean, it's amazing to me that, that, that Christians, Christian leaders are surveyed, and they're asked if they believe that Jesus is God, and they 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 say uh, this, the survey I read they that, that a, a large a large amount of them don't believe that he's God. And, and I mean, so they're they're not Christians in the first place because you cannot be a Christian unless you believe that Jesus is God. And uh, it's just as simple as that. That's not me saying that. Don't get mad at me. The Bible says that. The Bible teaches that. The, that the Bible is, is very strong and stern on that, that a person cannot get saved and become a Christian unless they believe that Jesus is God. Uh, I mean, one's eternal destiny, as to whether they're going to wind up in heaven or hell after they die depends on what you believe about Jesus. And and you have to believe that he is God. You know, you you just do. The Bible is clear on that. Okay. And and you have to receive him as your savior, certainly, and trust in him, but you must believe that he is God. And so uh, again, I was just just astounded when I read that that survey at how many supposed Christians they say they're Christians but they don't believe that Jesus is God you can't be a Christian unless you you got to believe that that he is God okay and so anyway with that in mind with that in mind let me take today and next and next week to show you from the Bible that Jesus titling this again this series Jesus God with us so with that in mind, let's get into the word of God. Let's go to, to the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter one and verse 26. And uh, notice what God says here. In Genesis 1, 26, God said, let us make man in our image. Now, notice that it's interesting. Uh, the word us and the word our is used, so so God didn't say, "Let me make man in my image." That's not how how the Hebrew, which it was written in Hebrew, the Old Testament. Uh, that's not how the Hebrew has it. The Hebrew says, "Let us make man in our image." Actually, the Hebrew word is Elohim, and it's the name, uh, one of the many names for God. And 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 as you study into that name. It it actually, it indicates a a plurality operating in unity. And the reason I bring this up is this is where we first see uh, uh, God and, 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 and the Trinity. There is one God, but he is manifested or he manifests himself or he is manifested in three distinct persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, let me be clear. Because uh, some people teach this. They say that sometimes he's, he manifests as the Father, and sometimes he manifests as the Son, and sometimes he manifests as the Holy Spirit. That's not, that's not right. Okay, there is there is one God, but he is manifested as three distinct Persons: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all three co-equal, one with the other. Now, I didn't say there was three gods. There is one God, but uh, 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 the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they are co-equal, and they always operate in complete, in complete and total unity. And so the word one there, you could think about complete and total unity, but one God manifested in three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, I can't in my mind understand everything about that, but I don't need to understand everything about that. I, I accept it by faith that there is one God, but he has manifested himself as three distinct persons the father the son and the holy spirit and you see it here in this in this name for god if you were to look at this in the hebrew genesis 126 you would see that 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 the hebrew word is elohim and it's it it indicates a plurality thus you would have three god three you know father son holy spirit operating in, in complete and total unity OK, that's what the, the word, the name for God there indicates, a plurality operating in unity. And you always see the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit operating in complete and total unity, never in contradiction, one uh, of the other. You need to realize that. And, and you know, you you, you see the, the Trinity throughout throughout Scripture. Uh, I believe uh, uh, you see it in the book of Isaiah, where, uh, he, God asked, who shall go? He's going to send, once looking for someone to send to preach to his people. He said, who shall go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am, send, send me. Uh, you know, you come into the New Testament, you, you see the baptism of Jesus. And you see, you see Jesus in the water being baptized by John the Baptist. You see the heavens open. You see the Holy Spirit descending as, as a dove. descend you hear the father speaking you see saying this is my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased so you see a a a wonderful picture of the trinity there at the baptism of jesus you know uh, god the father in complete and total existence at the same time as you have the son jesus being water baptized in complete total existence at the same time that you see the holy spirit descending as a dove it didn't say he was a dove he said he descended as a dove in complete and total existence uh, you see you see you see the trinity at the baptism of jesus acts ten thirty eight says how god the father anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who who are oppressed of the devil so there again in that verse you see the trinity so uh We're talking about Jesus being God with us. But before I can really get to that, I need to establish with you that uh, all the way back in Genesis, you see right there in Genesis, the first chapter, you see a picture of the Holy Trinity. Now, what I'm going to be doing here as we move along is I'm going to be centering in on the second member of the Trinity. And, And you'll see that as we go here. But he says in genesis one twenty six let us make man in our own image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion and so on and so forth. But I read this verse to show you uh, uh that you see the Trinity right there in the book of Genesis, and then of course, God makes man you know creates man, puts him in the garden of Eden, Adam and Eve there they are in the garden of Eden, and uh of course uh the you know, the the devil enters into the serpent and deceives Eve. And Eve eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which she was not supposed to eat of. Gave it to her husband, Adam, right there with her. And he ate. And uh, the Bible says she was deceived, but he was not. And not going to get into that right now. But uh, the point being here is after they fell and they, and they disobeyed God and they were cut off from the life of God... And all of that, look at Genesis three fifteen. God says, he says that I will put enmity. Now he's speaking to the serpent here, but he's really talking to the devil, uh, to Satan. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Now you need to underline her seed if you have your Bible there. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel, and of course that's that that well that's talking about bruising your head, uh, and and bruising his heel. You see, of course, uh, I, I believe that uh, through the crucifixion and whatnot, Jesus was bruised and all of that, and uh, and he'll bruise your head. That's talking about when Jesus defeated the devil through his death burial, and resurrection. But anyway, don't want to get into that right now. What I want to center in. On here is her seed. Now, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Now, her seed, you need to realize this is making reference to the virgin birth, to the virgin birth right here. See, a woman doesn't have seed. The man has seed. And he, of course, through the sexual act impregnates The woman with his seed. And then, of course, you know, nine months later, along comes a baby. But when uh, the Bible makes reference here, when God's talking here about her seed, he's talking about the virgin birth. He's talking about that at some future time, a virgin is we'll see the scripture on it here in a minute. But there's going to be a virgin that's going to get pregnant. A miracle, yep, yeah, you've got that right. A miracle is going to take place. But a virgin is going to conceive and 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 gonna to, gonna to bring forth a child, bring forth a son. You can see it right here. He, and that's talking about Jesus, shall bruise the devil's head, which we know that happened when Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead. And of course, and you shall bruise his heel. And we know the devil did get. His licks in it. Jesus, all right. But Jesus defeated him. But the point here is, is that you see God, the Trinity makes man, puts him in the Garden of Eden. The man sins and falls. You see the goodness of God right here because right after man fell, uh, God comes in there and starts talking about the Savior, the seed of the woman, the virgin born son of God. That's what that's making reference to. And, And the Bible you know the Bible calls Jesus the Lamb slain before or from the foundation of the world. God had a plan for man's mess up before He ever made man and put him in the Garden of Eden. God knows the end from the beginning. God's a good God, and He had a plan for man's mess up before man ever messed up. You know, that's a good God, isn't it? Absolutely. But it's making reference to the the the, the virgin birth here when He talks about her seed. So you have the Trinity makes man, puts man in the Garden of Eden, man sins. And God's talking about a savior that's going to come. So he's talking about her seed, talking about the virgin birth, which brings us to Isaiah, the seventh chapter, Isaiah, the seventh chapter in the 14th verse says this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Lord will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now here of course is one of the most favorite uh our favorite favorite famous verses that that typically gets read around Christmas time. And of course several Christmas songs, you know, uh uh hymns uh with Emmanuel in 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 them, you know. But this is a very famous Christmas verse, but it's in Isaiah 7 verse 14. The Lord will give you a sign, behold, the virgin. Well, there you have it. The virgin, we just read about it in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. Again, a woman doesn't have seed. So it's talking about the virgin birth. And here the Bible comes right out and says, uh, the virgin shall conceive. And that is a sign. Now You know, that's a sign. All right. <laughs> that's because that just doesn't happen. It takes a miraculous power of Almighty God to do that. And the Lord himself, it take God to do it. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And of course, the word Emmanuel, the name Emmanuel means God with us. And this is talking about none other than the second member of the Trinity, who's going to take on human form and be born of the virgin. And his name is going to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's exactly what happened. The second member of the Trinity took on human form. And we'll read more about that here as we go. And and his name was called Emmanuel. Jesus, we'll see that here in a moment. God with us. You have to realize that the second member of the Trinity took on human form and became God with us. Absolutely, God in the flesh. You have to believe that, or you can't be a Christian. I mean, that's a requirement for being a Christian. You got to believe that Jesus is God with us. Absolutely, the truth. And again, that's not me saying it. The Bible strong on that. Absolutely. But here you have it. The virgin will conceive and bear a son, call his name Emmanuel. Now notice another very famous Christmas verse is found in Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6, which says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now, let's stop right there. Notice a child is born and a son is given. And of course, that son there is talking about the second member of the Trinity, Jesus. You know, uh, Jesus himself said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so this is talking about the virgin birth. Absolutely. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now notice it's very important that you get this. Underline a child is born, and then underline a son is given. You see the son there has, has always existed, has always been. You understand that God has no beginning, no ending. The son is the second member of the Trinity, coequal with God the Father, And God, the Holy Spirit, absolutely has no beginning, has no ending, eternal, the eternal, absolutely. And the Son, see, the Son wasn't, now notice the Son wasn't born, the Son was given, okay? God gave his only begotten Son. But of course, he had to take on human form, the second member of the Trinity. The Son had to take on human form, and he did inside the virgin's womb, And nine months later, he was born of the virgin and the child was born. So the son was given, the child was born. See, Jesus, his humanity began in Mary's womb, okay? But that is not where Jesus began. He is the everlasting. He has no beginning. Has no ending, just like God the Father, just like God the Holy Spirit. You need to you need to realize that. You need to understand that. You have to believe that if you are going to be a Christian, absolutely. Now, now his humanity, the child was born. His humanity began when he was conceived in his in, in Mary's womb, certainly, and and then was born. The child was born, and, and his humanity. That's that's where that's that, that's where his humanity came into to being. but but the son himself, you know who took on the human form, he's always been. He's very God, absolutely. And when he was born, he never stopped being God. As we'll see as we go, that child that was born, that human being was 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 very God. God in the flesh. Absolutely. The little the child that Mary carried in her womb, talking about the Virgin Mary, was very God in the flesh. That son, that second member of the Trinity, uh, entered into her womb. We'll see that as we go. And, and very God in the flesh. Absolutely. I, I think it's interesting. And then let's read on here says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Jesus is Mighty God, absolutely. And then watch this, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Now, uh, interesting that, that this child is known as Everlasting Father. Well, he's not one and the same with the Father because there's two distinct persons but he's coequal with the Father. Absolutely. He, Jesus, the second member of the Trinity, the Son made flesh, he's just as much God as the Father and just as much God as the Holy Spirit. So there's a sharing of titles. Absolutely. You see that throughout the Bible that that the Lord Jesus shares titles with the father and with the holy holy spirit but but probably more so with the father uh jesus is called god and god the father the son is called god the father is called god they're both referred to as lord both referred to as creator as we'll see and there's other titles they share many titles in this uh, you know, because people have asked me, well, how, how can, how can the son be known as the everlasting father? Well, it's a sharing of titles. That doesn't mean they're one and the same person, but yet they're, they're, they're God. Remember one God, not three gods, one God, but manifest in three distinct persons. And the, so there's a sharing of titles here. And here also the Bible, Isaiah, the prophet of God uh, calls him by the, by the Spirit of God, because Isaiah was writing by the Holy Spirit, he uh, calls Jesus, this, this child that is born, the son that is given, calls him not only everlasting father, prince of peace, wonderful counselor, but also calls him mighty God. Absolutely, that son, that child, absolutely is almighty God. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Also interesting in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the 5th verse, not a very famous Christmas verse like Isaiah 9, 6 and Isaiah seven fourteen, But interesting, uh, uh, before the Lord Jesus was born, he, he, this statement was uttered here and we see it, it by him in Hebrews 10, verse 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, the son here was talking to the father. And when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. So the son is talking to the father, God, the son talking to the father. When he came into the world as he was virgin born, he said, sacrifice and offering. You did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. And God, the father prepared a body for the son, the son that was given. And that body was prepared inside the womb of the virgin. And, uh, uh and that, that, that baby was eventually born, his name, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. But I think it's interesting to know that a body was prepared for the second member of the Trinity to uh, incarnate and, uh, and, and, and be born of the Virgin. A, a, a body you have prepared for me. And it's interesting that this is in, in the setting and the context of Uh, Jesus' sacrifice, if you read this here, Hebrews 10, 5, his sacrifice on Calvary's cross. Uh, You know, the virgin birth is so important. It is so important. You know, we we often stress the cross of Christ, and we should. We put emphasis on the cross of Christ, and we should. Thank God for what Jesus did on the cross. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and thank God that he was raised from the dead. But you know what? For that cross to have the power, to have power, you had to have the virgin birth. I, you know, I, I like to say it like this. The, the virgin birth without the cross is meaningless. But the cross without the virgin birth is powerless. I'm going to say that again. Okay. The, the, The virgin birth without the cross is meaningless, but the cross without the virgin birth is powerless. You you need them both because if you just have a virgin birth, but there's no cross, it's meaningless. But but, but I tell you what, uh, on the cross without that virgin birth, that cross would be powerless. What do I mean by that? There's only one person who could have died on that cross of Calvary that could redeem mankind and set mankind free from sin. Only one. It had to be the unique person of the ages, the son of the living God. We're talking about Emmanuel. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about God with us. He was the only one qualified that could die on that cross because you see, when he was born of the virgin, The sin nature was bypassed because see, through Adam and Eve, sin entered and sin has come upon all mankind because all have sinned. And so everyone who's ever lived has had the sin nature and we're all slaves to sin. But there's only one who was born outside of the slavery uh, to sin. And that is Emmanuel, God with us, the Lord Jesus Christ, that virgin birth, when, when that took place. That sin nature was bypassed, and Jesus, 100% God, 100% man, and, and the Bible says, and so there was no sin in him. The Bible says he was tempted at all points, like as we are, yet without sin, and so when he died on that cross, he died as the perfect substitute for, for mankind, the sinless, spotless son of the living God, the Lamb of God. He died on that cross. There's no sin in him and the blood that he spilled on that cross was sinless, holy blood, blood untainted by sin. And I tell you what, that blood, there's power in that blood, glory to God, because there's no sin in it, no taint of sin in it. You see, the Bible says, t- teaches in the Old Testament that, you know, and God had the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus. And you see it throughout the Old Testament, the animal sacrifices and all of that. But that was a type of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you see. But the Bible's clear in the book of Hebrews, the blood of bulls and goats and lambs and, and, and animals it could not take away sin, could only cover sin. But if something's covered, it can be uncovered. And it only dealt with sin on a temporary basis. But Jesus came. The spotless Son of the Living God, and and because of that virgin birth, there was no sin in him. Yet he never he was tempted at all points after he was born. Yet no sin, and he died on that cross. And, and, and I mean, when he died on that cross and shed that sinless blood, human sinless blood that paid the price for 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 Adam and Eve's sin and all mankind's sin. And I tell you what, what the blood of animals couldn't do, the blood of Jesus did. And I tell you what, that because of that virgin birth, glory to God, that sin nature was bypassed and that blood that shed from his body was holy blood. Praise God. The devil's scared of that blood. I tell you what, that blood is powerful. It's holy and it is the only thing in existence that can wash away sin. I don't mean cover sin like the animal's blood. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus doesn't <laughs> just Cover sin, oh no no, no, it washes it away as far as the east is from the west, and it makes it as though you never sinned in the first place. Glory to God, thank God for the virgin birth and the sinless blood of Jesus. My goodness, I could preach. I tell you what it almost sounds like I 'm preaching a a, a, a resurrection Easter message, but I tell you what, like I said that that cross. That cross, I tell you what, it's powerless without the virgin birth. But thank God we got the virgin birth, we got the death on the cross, we got the burial, and we got on the third day. Glory to God, Jesus was raised from the dead. Glory to God. I tell you what, I'm so excited. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, after He was raised from the dead, He ascended into heaven, and He approached the heavenly holy of holies, and He presented His blood before God the Father, and it was accepted, it was accepted, and here, all mankind's redemption was sealed. Praise God forevermore. But I tell you what, you could, you could trace it all back to the virgin birth. You see why you have to believe that Jesus is, is, is God. Absolutely God. Now, I just preach on this all day. Let's go on to Luke the first chapter. Luke the first chapter. It might take me three sessions to get all this in. Let's go to Luke the first chapter. And now this, of course, is read at Christmas time, uh, when the angel appears to Mary and the angel appears to Joseph. Let's read some verses here. Luke 1 verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. There it is. Betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said, her rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And she was. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. Now that was his human name. That was his human name, Jesus. See, that was his human name given him. He will be great. and will. But, but see, he didn't come into existence in, 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 in his mother's womb. He always existed. You understand that? The, the the son was given and the second member of the Trinity, and I don't know how all it worked. Don't, don't ask me. I don't know. But but the second member of the Trinity, entered, we'll read more about it here in a moment, entered into her womb and, 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 and he was conceived and that body that was prepared, he entered into that in her womb. Absolutely. And, uh, and nine months later, he was born. They, they gave him the name Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. and and again he came i want to stress it again that she was a virgin praise god the bible said in verse 27 and uh she never had had sex with any man you know up to this time and uh and you'll bring forth a son call his name a man call his name jesus who, who is emmanuel you know that as well as i do but if you don't i'm telling you and he'll be great, will be called, now watch this, he'll be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the th- throne of his father, or his ancestor David, all the way back to King David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, or the house, uh, you know, talk as Jacob's name was changed to Israel, and of his kingdom there'll be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, now watch this, how can this be since I do not know a man? I'll put it in other words, my words. How can this be since I've never had sexual relations with a man? That's a good question. It's a good question, isn't it? And the angel answered and said to her, now watch this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. I looked into this one time and notice, I think it's the Strong's Concordance that brings it out this way. The Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit will envelop you in a haze of brilliancy. That's what happened. The power of God came on her. The, the power of the Holy Spirit came on her. Absolutely. The power of the Holy Ghost came on her and she was enveloped in a haze of of brilliancy, or a, i could say like a bubble of brilliancy, or a, a a light of brilliancy i don't know what it looked like i wasn't there but glory to god the power the power of god the power of the holy spirit overshadowed her and fell upon her and, and i like this she was enveloped in a haze of brilliancy and uh, therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of god and at that moment you see, the, 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 the son was given, and that body was prepared, and, and I don't know how it works, but the second member of the Trinity entered into her womb. Absolutely, it was conceived there. Glory to God, and, not, and very God right there in her womb, right there at the moment of conception. I believe life begins at the moment of conception, and, and, and there he was, the son of God, 100% God, 100% human, right there in her in her womb. Nine months later, there in Bethlehem, he was born. Absolutely, the son was given, the child was born, and he's the son of Almighty God. And, uh, it, 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 you know, praise God. Now, some people say that this is the Immaculate Conception, and certainly it's Immaculate, all right? If you study in the, um, into the Immaculate Conception, actually, it comes out of the Catholic Catholic uh, teaching and they teach wrongly so that the Immaculate Conception had to do with Mary and that Mary was untainted by sin. But you need to realize Mary was just as much human as anybody else. She had a mother, she had a father, a natural mother, a natural father, and she 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 uh, was a sinner like everybody else. But she was a holy woman, absolutely. And she had faith in God, and she, no doubt, was justified by her faith in God. She was a believer, absolutely, 100% so. Uh, uh, but but she, she was tainted with sin. So how was sin bypassed? It wasn't bypassed through Mary. Sin, the sin nature was bypassed through the virgin birth. See, it was the seed of the woman. It, it was her egg, but it was the, the, the... Actually, the Bible, you get in to study it, is the, it is the divine... Actually, it caused divine sperm, actually. Now, her and the Holy Ghost didn't have sex. Absolutely not. That would be blasphemy to say that. But we just read it. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her. Totally holy, and completely holy. And, and, and that sin that sin was bypassed not through Mary. It was bypassed through the virgin birth in that Jesus did not have a biological father, you see. He had a biological mother, but not a biological uh, father he he was born of the virgin and his father was almighty god and the whole and the holy spirit absolutely glory to god well his father was god the father and the holy spirit was the third member of the trinity who who overpowered her and so, but they're all co-equal the father son and holy ghost you get what i'm trying to say uh praise god the power of the spirit of god overshadowed her and 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 I don't know how it all worked, but Jesus took up the second member of the Trinity took up residency on the inside of her, and nine months later he was born, they gave him the name jesus and and he, he as that little baby as he lay in the manger, one hundred percent God, one hundred percent man, coequal with his father, God the Father, and coequal with the blessed holy Spirit, absolutely. The truth that you have to believe that or you can't be saved it's just that simple and the Bible says that not me I'm just telling you what the Bible says glory to God now notice after the angel Gabriel says this to her look at verse 38 then Mary said behold the maid servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word now that's going to be important underline that word because he brought Gabriel brought the word of God to her And she says, let it be to me according to your word. We're going to read some scripture here in a bit uh, that says the word was made flesh. Now, the angel Gabriel brought the word, but it was the word that he brought from God. You understand that from God the father, he brought the word and she received the word and when she received the word, the second member of the Trinity, the, I mean, when she received the word that the, that the angel brought from God the Father, she received that word, and, and, and when she did, the Holy Ghost went into operation, and the power of the, of the Most High overshadowed her, and enveloped her with a haze of brilliancy, and the second member of the Trinity took up residency in her womb. Glory to God. But she had to receive the word. God didn't just go in there and push Himself off on her through the angel. He approached her and she accepted glory to God and and the word was received by her. And we'll see that the word in just a bit, we'll see that the word was made flesh. See, the second member of the Trinity was also, he was known as the son, but he was also known as the word. And we'll see the word was made flesh. We'll read that here in just a moment. Glory to God. She received the word. And then when she did now now she's been impregnated by the Holy Ghost praise God totally holy completely it was immaculate all right glory to God and the angel departed from her now notice Matthew one verse eighteen now the birth of Jesus Christ was as was as follows let's read Matthew's account that was Luke's account now we'll read Matthew's Luke, uh, Matt, that was that was uh, uh, let's read Matthew one verse eighteen. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. And by the way, uh, Christ is not his last name. Jesus is his name, his earthly name. You understand that Christ means, the word Christ means anointed. He was anointed. Absolutely. And, and, and I could teach for hours on this. You know, he was 100% God in his deity he needed no anointing but he was a hundred percent man in his man in his humanity he needed the anointing that's why acts 10 38 says how god the father anointed jesus of nazareth that's the son the second member of the Trinity, with the holy ghost and with power and jesus christ makes reference to the fact that he was the anointed of the father by the power of the holy ghost see how you can't separate the trinity you just can't separate them they're one one god three persons glory to God. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. Jesus, the anointed one. After his mother, Mary was betrothed, or we could say engaged to Joseph. Now, underline this before they came together. I'll put it in my own words, before they had sexual relations. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. And you can understand how he must have felt. I mean, you know, you can't blame him. He, he you know, look, that was not easy for him to believe that. You know, not, I mean, his wife, she's a holy woman. Obviously, in my opinion. The, area that she lived in they they knew she was a holy woman i think you know a person's reputation like when they're when they live right live holy gets out and people know she was a, a circumspect woman a very moral person but but even so she turns up pregnant i mean what's anybody gonna think that she was doing something she should have been doing and that's what joseph thought that's what any even reasonable person would have thought come on now I mean, what a what a what a what a I mean, what a predicament she must have been in when she's you know telling people she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Even Joseph, who was a good man, as we'll see, didn't believe it right at first, and he was gonna he was gonna cut the relationship off. He wasn't gonna do anything to embarrass her or anything like that, as we just read. But while he thought about these things, and it'll make you think, it'll make you think. Absolutely, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying joseph son of david do not be afraid to take to you mary you know your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit and we've made that clear and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name jesus oh there's something about that name i like that name don't you it's a name above every name for he will save his people from their sins So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. We read that earlier in Isaiah and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, we we read that, didn't we? Which is translated God with us. Glory to God. Then Joseph, glory to God. Well, there it is. Then Joseph, God with us. Jesus is God with us. Emmanuel. Jesus, boy, I like that name, Jesus. And uh, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and underlined this next part, and did not know her, I'll put it in my own words, did not have sex with her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus. I like that. I say it again. I like that. Jesus. Emmanuel. You know that, that God has many, 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 many different names. One God, but boy, he's got a whole bunch of names. Absolutely. He sure does because he does many things and he does all things well. But Jesus, Emmanuel. Glory to God forevermore. But he did, he didn't have sex with her till, uh, after she had, uh, given birth to Jesus, then afterwards, afterwards, Mary and Joseph had children. absolutely, they had sexual relations after Jesus was born, and they had several uh, uh, children. Uh, we know they had several several children, boys and girls, because Jesus had brothers and sisters, but they were half brothers and sisters because uh, Jesus uh, didn't have a biological father. Joseph was not his biological father, but Joseph was his legal father. Uh, let me say this. Uh, one of his brothers was James, who, uh, he was a pastor there, the Church of Jerusalem, and he wrote the book of James by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know. And then Jude, uh, he wrote the book of Jude. That was Jesus's half brother. Did you know they didn't believe on him, uh, during, uh, uh as they in their upbringing with jesus they didn't believe on him the bible says that but after you i'll say some more about this later but after he was in the next session but after he was raised from the dead they, they became believers uh, uh james and jude you know something else that's interesting you ought to study the genealogy in matthew and the, of jesus and the genealogy of jesus in luke you ought to study those sometime great power in those genealogies you know the genealogies or we'll say the begats of the bible so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so a lot of people don't spend any time with those i tell you what they are necessary and they're powerful when you really get into to studying them particularly when you study the uh the genealogy of jesus and of jesus in matthew and in luke matthew gives uh Jesus's descent from 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 Abraham down through uh through through David and Solomon down to Joseph who was not Jesus's biological father but he was his legal father and that gave Jesus the 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 kingship did you know that Joseph I'm talking about the carpenter did you know who he really was he was the rightful king of israel a lot of people don't realize that but see uh from 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 saul and then david and then solomon and on down there was that king, kingly line descent but when the babylonian captivity took place uh then after the uh, you know after the jews came back to jerusalem that 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 Kingly line was not resumed, but if you would have resumed it, Joseph should, wouldn't have been a carpenter. He'd have been in the palace. He was the king of Israel, and he was. <laughs> Think about that. And and Jesus was his not his uh, biological son, but his legal son, which gave Jesus the right uh, uh, on Joseph's side to the uh to the to, to being the king of the Jews at the throat of Israel Jesus was the king of the Jews he really was absolutely and then you read Luke's genealogy it gives it down through through Mary's side and 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 through David and then see a uh, David on on Joseph's side it goes David and then and then it goes through Solomon. But in uh, Luke, it goes to David and then Nathan. And then it traces it all the way down biologically. And, and Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. And that gave him his humanity. And David, King David being his father, that's why they called him the son of David, which indicates he's the Messiah. Much I could say on that. There's power in those genealogies. But what does it all show? How does it how is it relevant is relevant in that it shows us uh, among many, many, so many other things. I can't even number them. Those genealogies show us that Jesus is who he said he was, who the Bible said he was. He, I mean, because of those genealogies, the way, the way he came down and came into being, I tell you what, he is very, very God, almighty God, God in the flesh, the King of Israel, the King of the Jews, the Son of the living God, my goodness gracious, the Son of God, the Son of Man. Glory to God, Jesus, God with us. Praise God forevermore. And I tell you what, also too, i just throw this in and then I'll close, but when Jesus was born, and you know it as well as I do, you get it around Christmas time, you start talking about it, but I tell you what, if you study uh, not astrology. Don't study astrology, but astronomy. And you go back and you study astronomy, and you look at what happened. There's a YouTube video out. I don't remember the man's name, but he did an excellent presentation on the Star of Bethlehem, and and he took the NASA uh, 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 software on his computer, and it, it's available. I don't know how much it costs. Probably costs an arm and leg to get it, but but you can go to YouTube and and about about an hour. I tell you, it's worth one of the best hours you'll ever spend. And, and uh, uh, he gives uh, what was going on in the night in, in, in the in the stars around the time of Jesus's birth, and he talks about the star of Bethlehem. But I mean, I mean, if you just study uh, astronomy and what was going on in the stars, I mean, those wise men from the east they saw they saw his star. Glory to God! Those magi and they came. Whew, I feel the anointing of God. They came. I mean, the I mean, the stars were aligned. And I don't mean astrology. I'm talking about astronomy. It's a whole, it really a, is a godly thing. You get in to study it. And, and the Bible says God set the stars for signs and whatnot. Not astrology, astronomy, but the stars were, I mean the night. Oh my gosh, the, the sky, with the stars and the star of Bethlehem and the way things were moving there. And then you got the wise men coming and you got the angels appearing and singing and the, and the shepherds moving. I'm talking, Jesus it, I mean, what a, the, the the most unique birth of all time, God taking on human form and being born. And I tell you what, all the creation was paying attention. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, I say that, but you know, I'll, I'll say this. I just throw this in. It's interesting. You think about this sometime, just the star of Bethlehem. It probably wasn't like what you and I have been taught that it was like if you... Uh, Look at how Hollywood portrays it. It has that bright star shining right down on the stable. But you know, if that bright star was shining down on that stable like Hollywood portrays it, don't you think Herod would have been able to figure out where Jesus was? I mean, Herod didn't, couldn't figure out. Remember when the wise men came in and inquired of Herod and he brought, he brought the, the people, the, his, his scholars in and they went and dusted off their scrolls or dusted off their Bibles, if you will, figure out where, where, you know, where, where, where is this, this, this Messiah, King of the Jews, where is he supposed to be born? And so on and so forth, etc. I mean, they had to do some study and some work. But if that star would have been, now there was a star, all right, and those wise men saw it, but if that star had been like what we we think, uh, everybody would know right where he was. So I mean, all of creation. I'm talking to stars and the angels, and, but 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 the people in Bethlehem. Uh, I mean, I mean they they really wouldn't have known that he was born, but uh, because that star wasn't. I don't think it was beaming down like what we've been taught. But it was there, all right. But you had to be looking for it. You had to be cognizant of it and those wise men were looking for it they were cognizant of it the shepherds knew because the angels appeared to them and they went in there and then they they went told everybody glory to god what what had happened but but uh so so but things were going on it just uh uh i i I just get excited about it i get excited when i think about the stars and 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 the wise men and the shepherds being alerted by the angels and Oh, my goodness! What a time it was when jesus was was born and you know, but if you'd have been studying the Word of God back in that time, I think philip and and Andrew and some of those guys they, they there were a lot of people looking for the Messiah. If you were attuned to the scripture, you would have known that it was the season for him to be born but uh but unfortunately, so many even the religious people were not attuned to, to the scripture and and they didn't realize what they should have realized and what he what he was manifested after his baptism they they didn't uh the religious people they 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 didn't recognize him for who he was, but I tell you what i'm glad i've been able to recognize him for who he is he's God Jesus, God with us. Well, I have so much more to say to you about this. I just got her started, and i got i got hopefully i'll be able to do this in two sessions and not take three, but we'll see. So let's unhook right here. Hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, receive him right now as your Savior. Call on the name of the Lord. Call on his name with a repentant heart. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven. He'll make your life worth living in the meantime. Hey, I'm going to pick up right here next week, and we're going to continue with this. And I got some some really, I think, some some very some more interesting things than what we've already, well, this is pretty interesting today, but I think it's just going to get better as we go. If it, How do you get better than this? It's going to be just as good. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.